I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing. The podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing. I am your sexy, more hairy host, Christopher, and sat opposite me via the means of Zoom is uh, Stuart Robithin. I, I think I'm hairier than you. I know your beard is bigger than mine, mm. but um, I say that I'm not that hairy at the moment because um, uh, I had something quite strange. My, um, I've, I've just got back from a mini break. And uh, and I knew mm. that there was a chance that I would have a spa treatment there, mm. so mm. I thought. And I was telling my hairdresser this, mm. and and he went to me because uh, he, he often comments uh, that when he's kind of like, like sort of sh- you know shaping the, my hairline at the back and mm. uh, and taking the hair off my neck, he's just like, mm. oh, I don't know where to stop here, and I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> like, um, and he went, do you want me to sort out your back? For your for your spa work. What they, in the hair in the hairdresser? No, no, he comes to our house. I was gonna um, say. Oh, so he, had, he had you up in the bathroom, did he? Like, well, no, he went. I can do the cutthroat, or I can use the clippers. And I went, yeah, just use the clippers. Mm. And uh, so yeah, it was quite quite weird. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, so I'm. Um, <laughs> did he give you? Did he give you a little kiss on the right between the shoulder blades once you finished? Like no, no. Um, oh, okay. He. Uh, uh, I mean, I wouldn't want, want that either. No, he's he's really cool, and uh, he's uh, there's 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 camp and there's my hairdresser, and uh, <laughs> he's brilliant. Like, and yeah. I've got to also point out the day that he shaved my back was Eurovision Day. He was oh, he was in a different 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 planet. He was just so hyped for Eurovision. Uh, I watched uh, it this year. Yeah. I mean, like first I think of all, I was the only welcome, one that didn't. Welcome to Hardcore Listening. Oh, yeah, this is a pod. This is a podcast where we record top fives. Top fives either suggested by our listeners. Sometimes we have guests on, or indeed today's top five has been suggested by my um, long-suffering girlfriend. But let's get back to Eurovision. I loved it. I I had a whale of time watching Eurovision. It was the first time I really watched the majority of it. And I was I was re- I was well into it, mm. really into the spirit of it, and um, no surprise that we got zero points. Yeah, I well, it was t- it was whack, and um, and then Amanda Holden was literally talking different languages, going I don't know whether this is Dutch mm. or whatever, don't matter, does it? And I just thought, oh, did you call her right. Amanda? Amanda, oh, not right. Amanda, <laughs> not that bad at names. <laughs> Amanda Holden. <laughs> A man them holding down. I quite like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's a wally, isn't she? Uh, yeah, but I loved it. I had a good time. Did you watch it? Um, no, or, it, it no. was really weird because um, everyone had gone out that night and. Ah, uh, get uh, it. So you 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 you, you watch Pornhub then? No, no, I didn't. So, no. Oh, uh, right, right. UFC started at uh, yeah. nine o'clock. So mm. I had like the perfect night. I had oh. the house to myself, bottle of red wine, watching UFC, and uh, yeah, and uh, had a little WhatsApp along with with Pippikins, just watching the the early fights, uh, and then I went to sleep. Well, I'll tell you what I sent him. He went. Uh, we I did end in a uh, something sexy then. Uh, well, I'll let you decide. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I was quite tired, um, and 
I sent him. Uh, the last thing I said was, "Oh, that was brutal, grand and panned." Uh, <laughs> and I and I put, "Yeah, absolutely." He put, "Yeah." Um, <laughs> and then I replied with, <laughs> "Wait for it." Uh, first word I sent, um, and then click send. Yit y i t. Yeah. Okay. Gonna grab now, bug. And then O W O. So that's, that's collectively, yit gonna grab now, bug or. Was you drunk by this point? I think I had two glasses of wine over a period oh. of about five hours. Um, Pip just responded with, what the fuck is this mess? <laughs> <laughs> and that, that kind of sort of jolted me and I was just like, I think that was meant to be. I've got to go and get some sleep now. <laughs> oh, yeah, just talking gibberish. Oh, um, he said that to me so much. I'm terrible at typing. <laughs> <laughs> Even at work on IM, if it's on, a, if I'm if I'm at work and it's an email, it's all really good. If someone's IMing me, my lord, it's awful. Instant messenger, it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm, I'm terrible at it too, mate. Really am. So before we go any further, folks, uh, and we introduce our top five, let us have a short message from our wonderful, wonderful sponsors. <laughs> Right, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Moto Recall. Yes, it's one of those lifestyle utility apps that every phone should have. It's got the practical, the nostalgia, and the dream. From 18 to 118, there is something for you. It's what you make it. Day-to-day reminders of tax and MOT on your cars you've in your current garage. I, for one, sometimes been driving around in my car not being MOT because I forgot. So it's a bit of a lifesaver. Absolutely. I mean, never buy a second-hand car without knowing the history you know, provenance. Moto Recall, make sure you aren't caught out by allowing you to perform a full provenance check on the vehicle. With just the car reg, is there outstanding finance? Has it been in an accident? Is the mileage legit? You'll get the full picture, powered by experience, with a data guarantee. I wish I'd had that in the past. And, and with this app as well, you can build your historic garage with photos and data that you can not only look back on for yourself, but you can share it with your mates. You know, every car is a memory. You used to have that cat in the hat car. I'd love to have seen that. I mean, if you don't have an historic garage, like build out your dream garage. You know, what has caught your eye? What are you dreaming of owning? And the best bit is free. Up to 50 cars and provenance checks are pay as you go when you need them. Experian aren't as nice as the Moto Recall team, of course. Download the app for free. Search Moto Recall in your app store. M-O-T-O-R-E-C-A-L-L. Moto Recall in your app store. Uh, hello, this is uh, Charles, um, Chaz from Love Beer, uh, and, and I'm here to tell you about why I sponsor uh, Hardcore Listening and what, what love-beer.co.uk does. Uh, I am a fully certified by the British Beer and Pubs Association for bar installation with a focus on home and office bars. I have loads of home bar clients who have really enjoyed the service during lockdown, as well as corporate office clients like Facebook and HelloFresh. I offer a complete solution from installing the bar equipment right the way through to keg supply. I also offer regular maintenance packages for those who want a bar without all the hassle. Hello, this is Charles also from Love Beer. I just want to also let you know I'm fully licensed to sell kegs, we can supply loads of different products from mainstream beers and ciders right through to trendy craft beers and even Prosecco kegs, all delivered to your bar by a certified technician. Also, why I'm here, have I mentioned the Land Rover Beeries 3, which is a 45-year-old XMOD Land Rover Series 3 that we have done a complete restoration on during lockdown. The 3 Beeries 3 is a custom-built, high-performance bar hidden in the back of a Land Rover. The bar we have installed is capable of doing upwards of 500 pints per hour. We're about four to five weeks off having it all back together and ready to show it off. And I'll be launching an Instagram for it this week. Nice one, Charles. Nice one. Hello, I want to take a moment to shout out one of our wicked sponsors, eggfried.com. They are a streetwear brand. They produce t-shirts, sweats, hoodies, handmade denims. It's all inspired by hip-hop, punk, choir fashion. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, head over to eggfried.com and, and have a look on the website because the, it's not just the design, it's the layout, it's the website. You know, the creative team 
over there are absolutely on point. There's just some, some great stuff there. And and not just for adults as well. They've got small fried, which is their range of kids' <laughs> clothes. And if you want your kid to just look beyond cool, like head over and check that out. And they've given us a discount code, right, Chris? Yes, egg salad. If you type egg salad into the discount coupon section, you get yourself a tidy little discount. And when they send out the stuff, it is packaged exquisitely. You get little goodies in there, stickers, and it's all wrapped up beautifully. So check out eggfried.com. Okay, lastly, we want to thank, and certainly not leastly, we want to thank, is leastly a word? (laughs) No, it's really not. Right, we're going with it. (laughs) We're going with it. So we want to thank Luke Van Boom. Luke Van Boom has a company called Bang Boom Creative. Luke is a a long-time sponsor of this show and a friend of this show. If you see the pictures of Chris and I on the socials advertising this podcast, them happy snaps were taken uh, by the genius that is Luke Van Boom. I mean, that's just the tip of of, of what he does. Chris, do you want to explain a little bit more about what Bang Boom Creative does? Yes, it's all about fresh interview production. So they're all about content with a heart and soul, making films of all kinds, shooting dynamic photographs and putting smiles on faces. They're passionate storytellers working with a diverse range of brands of all sizes. You know, their work includes short film, viral video, animation, hidden camera stunts, product demos, live action, 360 imaging and music promo. And they've worked with a ton of companies as well. Universal, uh, BBC Children in Need, even the Mayor of London, Katie Piper, the NHS, the Dogs Trust. They've they've worked with a lot of companies. It consistently blows my mind, you know, the stuff that you've just said there. Why does he have anything to do with us plums? Stop talking him out of it. Right. There you have it. Hope you all got some useful information about how awesome our sponsors are. Um, shall we move on? Shall we hear what t- today's top five is? Yes. I don't know why. I put this out to my girlfriend this morning. I said, what top five should we do today? And she just looked at me and said, top five most disgusting meals you've eaten. And I thought, why did that come so quickly? And why, looking at me, do you think that's something we should discuss? Um, but actually... Yeah, I mean, one reason why she says that is there is one there that maybe maybe I cooked um, that wasn't so great, mm. especially when you're trying to impress a girl on the second date. <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll come to that one. Uh, yeah, do you want to start? Or do you want me to start today? You can start. All right. Can I before I, we do start? Yeah, I've yeah. really struggled with this. Have you? Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I, a little bit. I think that. You know, um, I, it made me realise how grateful I am that I actually really, we don't really have a problem eating, you know, nice food, struggling yeah. for food, really. How lucky is that? Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm going to kind of, I've eaten some bizarre things that some haven't been mm. really distant. So I'm, I'm going to kind of throw them in there. Mm. There is a meal that makes me feel waft. Um, <laughs> and... There's also uh, this weekend or these last two days mm. pre- previously, I've tried lots of foods for the first time, uh, and uh, and but there were some that I still refuse to try. So we'll get onto that as well. Ooh, like it, like it. Well, look, the first one that comes into my top five is just it's disgusting because it made me feel disgusting with myself. And that was when, um, I've mentioned it on this podcast before, that was when I was going through a bit of a low point. I was comfort eating a lot. And the low point was the pot noodle on toast um, challenge with um, just grated cheese that um, I hadn't even grated myself. I'd bought in a packet. If there's, I, I can't see how, I mean, that's pretty lazy, isn't it, as a meal? Like, you can say just having toast is lazier, but if you're like, no, I want something more substantial, mm. there's not many more shortcuts that you can have than, than doing what I did. And it tasted all right. Of course it did. I've had, I've pot had noodle. it. Uh, pot noodles uh, are nice. Toast is great. Put them together. Win, win. And cheese. And cheese. But, yeah, but <laughs> grated cheese on a pot noodle. What, you can't. What? I don't think you can put this in. You're actually describing uh, a really good meal. <laughs> Listen, like, it's the And you can burn. have it in a minute. It's the, it, I think it was the heartburn that ensued. <laughs> and my friend was just like, my friend who's a really good cook, 
uh, who's a vegetarian at the time, a pescatarian, he was just like, I knew, uh, he, he came up to see me in my, in my, in my like, man cave, my, my bedroom that I wasn't leaving much, and was just like, watching me roll around, clutching my fucking chest, going, oh, my fucking heartburn, it's killing me, and he's like, you're eating like a pig, you've got to, you've got to, you know, stop this now, because it's not actually helping your, your situation. We've had mental health week recently and all that other stuff and and, and how important food is uh, in relation to my mental health. It's, it's incredibly, it has a real impact. And like, I sorry, think like, sorry. Look, I, I, I understand yeah. it was mental health week and, you know, we've done bespoke episodes <laughs> on it. Are you trying to say that your well-being can be affected by whether or not you have a Bombay bad boy or not? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. Right. Sorry, on toast. It's it's the it's the yeah yeah it's the pattern, the behaviour. Any little bit of naughty food you want is absolutely fine, but it's the quantity and your behaviours. If you've sort of like I've noticed in the last uh, last two months that my eating behaviours and that and my self care routines have got worse and worse and worse. Slowly, it all started with just like I remember like at my mum's. I'm a vegan now, and there was a chocolate digestive, and I went. There's barely any milk in that but it's loaded with sugar i'll just have that one and it's like it's okay to have stuff that's naughty for you if you you've got to make sure that it really is the exception to the rule and and ultimately that that pot noodle and toast with grated cheese to me was the was the sort of turning point of realizing it wasn't just that it was that i was just eating shit all the time and that was just the, the turning point where like the heartburn was so bad and I was just like, I've got to fucking have a word with myself, man. Because yeah. I'm just living off fried chicken and like all the bad stuff. Mm. So yeah, even though it wasn't, you know, on paper, look, listen, if you want to treat yourself to a pot noodle and toast, go and live your life if that's how you choose to live it. Um, I'm sure at some point I'm going to have a celebratory one. But I felt disgusted with myself that day like after eating that. Mm. I was just like, oh, I'm a mess. That's my number five. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay. Okay. Uh my number five. Um Stilton. <laughs> I've got a great story. I was wondering if I could fit it in around Stilton. Yeah, go on in, go on in. Um, I haven't got a great story <laughs> attached to it. Um, yeah. But like, just blue cheese in general. Like, um, it's delicious, right? No, rank. Um, it's lovely. It's, it's beautiful. Not, it's not. I'll tell you Melted what, blue cheese. Oh. No, do you know what that is? Melted earwax. That's what it tastes like. Oh. It's like, I don't want to be, like, I, I love cheese. Save your earwax for me, then, like, when I, I come over. I love cheese. I love all the cheeses. You don't. You don't love uh, all the cheeses. You've shut. You've just. You've just. Apart from your favourite cheese. Your favourite cheese is cheese strings. You don't like <laughs> cheese. Stilton. Oh fucking old Rick Steiner who just said last time he had cheese was on a Bombay bad boy on toast. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Um, I uh, um, 
yeah, I, I, I really want to like it. That this is mm. the thing I want to like it, mm. uh, and there's other foods that I didn't used to like that mm. I will try sporadically mm. because I want to like it. Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, right. And I see loads of things in restaurants that have like blue cheese and it or still, and mm. I just think I really like that, the concept mm. of that. Food. I really want to eat it, and it just tastes like I'm licking the battery every time I put it in my mouth. I, I, t- I totally get where you're coming from, and I think certain blue cheeses, even if you get into a certain part of the blue cheese, mm. it's like paracetamol. Yeah. When it's like that, and I know what you mean about licking a battery, it really is like that bit. I don't like it as strong as that. Yeah, not anymore. But you want to, you know, what you want to do is slip into bed with a nice gorgonzola or like a creamy blue cheese. Mm. Um, See, try one of them. I, I went to. Um, I mean, I've got a middle class statement here. Um, I was in mm. the Cotswolds and I went to a farm shop and I bought. Um, oh. uh, but um, I actually bought it because I think I actually went in there for a piss. Um, yeah. And yeah. And when what? I was, I just it's one of the weeks. I was like, I want to stop somewhere, so uh, yeah, popped in there. Oh, but brilliant. you know, I quite like yeah having a little walk around a farm shop. I'm yeah, not going to yeah, lie. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I know it does sound terribly middle class. <laughs> um, but uh, in there was um, Alex James from Blur Cheese, not Alex James. Yeah. That would well, be weird. I uh, called Blue Monday, right? So I just yeah. thought, right, this is cool. This is like, we're camping and I can yeah. go back tonight with some cheese, Alex James's cheese from mm. Blur and it's named yeah. after one of my favourite records. Let's go yeah, for it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. bought some Stinking Bishop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <sighs> Nice cheese. Yeah, but if you can get that in your mouth, you, you, yeah, you're halfway there because that yeah, smell yeah. is fucking mm. diabolical, but it's it tastes really delicious. It, yeah. No, it's mm. really not. Yeah. It's really not, but it's really nice. Um, yeah. So, I hope that gives you some clarity. Is that like, I'm not shy with a cheese because thinking bishops yeah. a bad boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, all right. First bit of blue cheese I put in my mouth. I just thought this is rank. I literally like was, I wouldn't have, but I, like I just thought if no one else was around here, I would have spat that out. It was yeah. like I did not want it in my gob. You got to go. Let me let me tell you. Go for a gorgonzola. Go for something like a Castillo blue cheese. They do them in like little wedges in the supermarket. Go with that. Honestly, it'd be it's an easier way to sort of like adjust your acclimatize your palate to it. Okay. My blue cheese story is I've I've loved it for years. Like at a steakhouse and that, I used to just put. Oh my god, uh, I've got two now. One of them was that they had a cheese and whiskey night at the Ombudsman, and it was just loads Stilton and oh my god, I just remember one of the girls getting so drunk she was shoveling by hand blue cheese into people's mouths, and it's just something. There was something about that that made you it erect. just felt no, no, like the opposite. It made me flaccid. It made me feel sick. Yeah, I normally have a constant <laughs> erection, and, and it made me feel sick. And she did it to me. I ate it, and I was drinking whiskey, and I ate a lot of blue cheese. And then at four a.m. in the morning, it was the first time I'd been sick in like honestly like ten years from alcohol. And I went to the bathroom. I was sick, and it was black. And I was just like, that is not an experience I, I ever want again. And so uh, I, the idea of having a cheese and whiskey night to me is like, it should be like, oh, I can't wait. And the other story, just quickly about blue cheese is at, when I worked at the Outback and I, they used to watch me drink melted blue cheese all the time because I loved it so much. Um, one of them made me a blue cheese milkshake once. <laughs> like, and It was like easy half a pint of blue cheese milkshake, which I drank. People couldn't believe it. And, and I'll be honest with you, I weren't enjoying it. I was just doing it because you know me, going going for a bit for being a bit of a sucker for peer pressure. Uh, yeah, that's probably going to make me be sick. But I don't know if I really want. I don't know. Can I just clarify? Will it get me a lot of attention? Yes. Pass yeah. It, pass it here. Chuck, 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 chuck. Check me out. I'll be a legend in. I'll be a legend in the outback. Uh, yeah, so but that blue that was just an aside. That was just like um. So my number four is um, it is the meal I cooked for Molly on our second date. Like, you, like I, I guess, but the point me and Molly got together. So I was like, say thirty six, thirty seven, and um, I like to keep things low key on dating. I don't like to. Be, we had a really awesome first date. Thanks to Ed Kiggins. Obviously, went to a Blues Bar and Kitchen as part of it, and we did loads of cool things. It was really good. And the second date, I was like. Let's just keep it low key, and also show her that I can put together some scram. Um, just you know, from what's in my cupboards, really. 
What a mistake. What like I, I don't know what it was, but I, I, I sort of had a rough idea. I'd, I'd found this menu, but this meal, this thing that I'd not cooked before, which was... Um, was you looking for the word recipe then? Recipe... <laughs> I think that's what they call them, but I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to agree yeah. with you, mate. I'm going to have to look okay. that up before. I'm going to seem silly just going along with that. Mm. Um, and it was like this sort of like crayfish. It was like this crayfish noodle salad. That's ambitious. But it, it shouldn't be. It sh- it really really shouldn't mm. be. And but you know like the noodles. I can't remember what it said in the in the recipe, but it said a whole red onion. Did you apply guesswork to this? No, no, no. The problem is when I cook via recipe, if that's what we're going to call it for now, <laughs> I'm quite uh, anal at following the recipe to the to the letter. Yeah. Um, I think the worse you are at cooking, the more inclined you are to follow it by the letter. To mm. be honest with you. you, you you know sometimes you can't get past yeah. the fact that you're missing something slightly. I'm oh, sorry, am I boring you on our podcast? Just <laughs> um, yawning your head off. Um, so I followed it kind of to the letter, and this recipe. It was back, like the red onion in it. Obviously, I put two. Like that's what I mean. Like, I said one red onion, and instead of going, mm, this red onion might be a bit too big for this particular. But was it a one. golf ball? Was it a fucking tennis ball? No, was it a football? Were. How big was the onion? No, it was a fucking. It was like basketball size. <laughs> it was massive, and I stuck this red onion in raw, and um, it was fucking gross. It had avocado in it. It was all cold which is what they said to have it like, but like, I just, I can't believe like knowing Molly as I do now, like Molly is like, like she, she's a great cook and she's a good cook. Cause she's got sets a standard type for what she wants to eat. And she's, I guess you could, could call her a fuss pot. Like if you cook something, she is going to point out the flaws in it pretty quickly, but that's fine. She ate, she ate it. And basically, didn't say any of that because it was a second date. And obviously it transpired like about six months in. She was like, I nearly didn't see you again because <laughs> that food was so bad. And I was like, it really, it really was fucking shocking. It was such a... Did, it it when just you was tasted it? a raw onion, cold noodles and a couple of shrimps in there. And it was just like, oh wank. God. Did you yeah. not think as you was eating it, fucking oh, this is disgusting? No, yeah, of course I was thinking. I was thinking at the time, this is definitely, I mean, like, to say it's not my best effort is really underselling it. And the truth, like, to be fair, I did wing it. I was a bit like, oh, she's coming over, I'll just cook this. What I should have done was think of something that was more, that I could do, that I've done a lot. Um, Pot and noodle on toast cheese. It, it's a bit like when, you know, when they do come dine with me and, you fit, and they go, oh, I've not cooked this many before. And you think, why are you doing that yeah. on national TV? Yeah, like, don't don't risk that. Yeah, don't go. Oh, I don't cook st- steak regularly, and then sort of like you know just annihilate it on national te- television <laughs> with some oven chips. I've seen that episode. Yeah. Oh god, it was horrible, and it honestly it nearly ended the relationship before it <laughs> it started. Okay. <clears throat> number four. Mm. Vinegar. I smelt vinegar this morning and thought of you and went, that smells great. And I thought, Stu would hate this smell right now. Mm. I'm not going to tell you what I was doing. I'm going to leave it. I'm just going to leave it like that. Oh, oh don't, Chris. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> what? I really want to know. Um, yeah, I just... When I, when I got home last night, the kids had gone around the chippy. And I could smell the vinegar on the paper that the chips are wrapped in. And I just thought, I can't move that. I can't touch that. Because if I got that on my hand, but just that hot smell of vinegar on the paper. Oh, just fucking hideous. Like, yeah. That's one of the best smells, mate. It's not, mate. What's wrong with you? And and chips on a chippy, you know. It's it's. I mean, that's a great bit of food, isn't it? You know, when just what do you have with it? Salt and a bit of ketchup or something, or just salt sometimes. Yeah, just salt. Yeah, um, and uh, and that's only something that's coming over maybe like the last five years. Normally, I'd, I'd never put like salt on food. Like, um, it's really weird. Like, cause I see loads of people that still like whatever 
plate of food gets put in front of them, banging salt on it, and it's like it's mad. I just think you ain't got to look very far to find salt in food, like no. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I find that really weird seeing that. Um, but yeah, and then yeah, j- just a thought like a, a, a coming up from a chippy, putting up like your chips on the plate, and just thinking, oh, here we go. If someone put vinegar on them, I'd be like, oh, I've got I've literally got to put them in the bin now. I can't eat them. Like because just the thought of it, the smell of it, and the thought of like having it on my skin, like having it on my fingers, and oh no, nah. oh. yeah, that, I, that, feel, I feel sorry for you, mate. I really do. I just yeah, and anything like sort of like stuff that's pickled, like again the same, like just pickled just, eggs are incredible. I got Molly to try a bit of one the other day, and she didn't hate it as much as she thought she was gonna. Yeah, I just yeah, like, I mean your veganism's going really well, man. Yeah. Like, well, that was um, when we were in a. <laughs> Um, we were in um, what's it called? Um, Whitstable. Oh right. So so when we when we um, are eating out or something like that. Yeah. Then I don't mind making a, an, an exception. Although I mean to be fair, I mean yeah, I did have I did have a yeah I had a steak that weekend. So that's like, <laughs> that's well like the naughtiest. That is the naughtiest of the naughtiest. Yeah. And um, and uh, and I was disappointed by it. So again, it is a bit like. Yeah. I keep thinking like go and have meat and I'll, all my you know it's what I've dreamed for having now and it's like it's, it's not it's really not I had um, I had some really good food last couple of days I mm. had um, vegan minted lamb and uh, and it was like these little kind of sort of shreds of it like pieces and that been mm. like marinated in like mint <sighs> like in this kind of bowl with like Jersey roll potatoes oh uh, amazing and like some sort of greens and bits and pieces, and oh, it was amazing. And I also had this fucking incredible. I, I went out for some Cuban food. For like, I've been away for the last couple of days, by the way. This isn't my my, my standard sort of eating. <laughs> I'm normally pot noodle and toast, but um, I just had this salsa that had pineapple and charred sweet corn in it. Fucking hell. It, it was, was it good? just a game changer, yeah. And it's really weird because all the people I was with literally can't handle. Um, oh fucking hell! What's the herb that that people put on, that's, that people have a really weird reaction to? Some people just parsley can't. or um, no, the other one, uh, um, the other one, co- coriander. Coriander. I love coriander. Mm. And and the three people that I was with were just like no, yeah. like it spoils the whole dish for mm-hmm. me. People have a really weird. Like reaction to that, don't mm. they? It's like you either like it or you fucking hate it, and like mm-hmm. I don't, maybe that's what I'm like with vinegar. I don't know, but yeah, it's not for me. From me to you to number three. Number three um, is the eating challenge. So when I w- used to work at the ombudsman every year, sorry, for my birth... sorry, a, 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 a blue steel and milkshake weren't that no. This is going on from that. It has obviously come from that and, and, and things at uni where we would dare each other to eat eat stuff for money. Um like each other's arseholes and stuff like that, you know. Um I did that every Friday night. I had a price list of what I'd do as a challenge. Yeah. As a dare to my friends. Cool guy. And it was yeah, it was usually um normally involved my lips on their body parts. But yeah. um I was always up for the challenge. It, yeah. was, it was nothing else, right? Never back and, away um, from a challenge, mate. Never back away from a challenge. Um and so um I've always liked a, an eating challenge and a bit of fun, as we know when I burnt my burnt my mouth on that chicken wing. Yep, and nice. um which is could get an honourable mention, I guess. Mm-hmm. That was unbelievable, that Viper chicken wing. But the eating challenge every year on my birthday, and for my other mate, I'd do it to him. What you had to do is go around like your local supermarket and just buy whatever you thought like the most nasty few items, and the other person had to film themselves eating it and send it to them. So obviously there was always like, if it became your birthday, it was like yeah, you get some nasty shit, and. Um, one year he got me like like it was got me sauerkraut in a in a jar and I, I have sauerkraut now most days because Molly makes it and it's delicious right we make it ourselves and it's it's really great but this sauerkraut in a jar was was rough but the same the same year he got me that he also got me this it was chicken in a can right 
and this chicken it was chicken chunks right and it was the you know it was i i, I don't know what brand it was whether it was sainsbury's or tesco's but it's just in a white can there was no branding on it just chicken in a can chicken chunks in a can and you look round and i read the um you know what we what was in it how much of it was chicken 30 percent it's about six percent chicken and i was like and it was chunks of chicken. Arseholes, eye holes, ear holes. Oh, mate. <clears throat> and, I, and, I, and I, it said pop it in the microwave it. I, 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 I don't know what, to make me feel sick anyway. And I did it and we filmed it and it was just rancid. It, and what's mad is that's just available. Poor some poor sods are probably eating that. Probably rather eat dog food. Mm. I haven't actually ever tried dog food. That's an eating challenge. I guess I've not done. It oh, I've doesn't... had dog food a few times. What was it like? <clears throat> it's all right. Like yeah. quite, quite sort of like um, grainy. Meaty. Like um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember just seeing it in Digby when I was a kid, and just thinking, if he can eat dog food, it looks all right. Um, yeah, I, I, I had a dog biscuit Christmas, I think. Oh, uh, I wouldn't mind a dog biscuit. Dog food. I mean, I'd, you know me. If I yeah. if I'm gonna drink, a oh, it won't. It won't like have a white can. It was like it was. It was probably more meat in that than what you ate. I I've actually believe that there would have been. Uh, yeah, but like, I think dog food in like a pasty or something like that with a bit of white pepper would be alright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so this eating challenge, it was even like. You'd have to like they give you birds eye chilies and stuff like that, mm. but is all the stuff that's in a can is what you've got to flip in, watch out for, mate. That, that's where it gets a bit grim. Well, I've got a few food story uh, things because we, we um, sorry, not food stories, um, eating challenges. Sorry for a little mm. bit, like I'm just not with it today. Um, uh, the uh, food challenges used to do quite a lot of. So we uh, every Easter we would do uh, the cream egg challenge. Um, yeah. and uh, yeah. we've done the, the obviously we've done the, the the legendary one with Big Papa Jay where he ordered a hundred yeah. cheeseburgers and and one fries. Um we've done the Pizza Hut lunchtime buffet, how many slices you could eat. Um so yeah, there's this and I've still never done hot dogs. I think I could beat everyone at hot dogs. Like um but I'm also I think you could, I uh, think you, could I, you could get two down your throat at once, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm also uh kind of pretty much sort of stopped eating meat now as well. Mm-hmm. Um so uh so yeah, I'm uh, I I'm, I probably won't be doing the hot dog challenge now. But oh, it's just reminded me of something that I fucking don't like. Um Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com <laughs> I can't think what they're called. Oh, you know. Anyway. Oh, describe it. Um, but the one that it was reminiscent to that one. So about, I must have been about 20, and um, me and mates walked around the corner to the offie, and when we was in there, like, there was this kind of fella in there that was probably about 40, and he looked, he looked down on his luck, and he was, you know, a pretty scruffy fella, mm. uh, and he had a carrier bag, 
and in that carrier bag was a turnip, a, pi- a pint of milk, um, pineapple chunks, no, grapefru- a grapefruit, mm. and I think it's tin tomatoes or something like that. And he was trying to explain to the woman behind the counter about the uh, the art of bartering. Uh, and, oh, what? And he was trying basically to just get a can of special brew for what he had in his bag. Oh, what? And, and I, I just felt for him. I just thought, that's that's pretty cool. He's having a go here. He's not just coming in and like nicking it, you know, and if you can't afford it. So I gave him like a fiver for his bag of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then I said to my brother's mate, um, I will give you a fiver if you eat the contents of this, but don't worry. <laughs> so I said, basically, have a few bites of that turnip. <laughs> no, hang on, not a turnip, a swede. Yeah. What's the one that's really stringy? That like a turnip's like more sort of carrot esque in shape, isn't it? And a, yeah, and a swede's round. It's a bit stringy. Yeah, inside, and so yeah. he was trying to like eat a swede like an apple, and it Raw. was and yeah, it was it was unreal. Uh, how much was he? Try- how much was the challenge to eat a whole? No, a whole, it was, that would never. Massive. Yeah, there was no. Literally, he had a couple of like bites, and it was just chew, mm. chew, chew because it wasn't cooked. But I then got a glass and poured the milk, squeezed the grapefruit, and put the tomato chunks in it. So straight away, the grapefruit congealed oh, the milk. Uh, and I was like five quid, and uh, and I didn't have five quid to throw around. I just give him five quid to the bloke in the shop. But You're nearly in at fifteen pound here, mate. I know, and like, I hadn't even bought it. my. That I would have gone round there to buy two bottles of wine for a fiver because mm. that was me standard. Like if we're going mm. out on a piss, we're gonna go mm. and buy two bottles of really bad wine. And uh, yeah, and and Jim literally necked this pint, oh. and as it was going down. We would all put our ears to his belly because you could hear it going. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, that's yeah. gone to work straight yeah. away. Yeah, absolutely. Jim didn't come out that night. Like, <laughs> hell. Well, you know what? The good thing for Jim though is he saved his money on booze and what he'd have spent, and he earned himself a couple of quid and, so... a, and, a, and a hearty meal. <laughs> I bet, oh, I bet that guy whizzing around in your tummy was not the. It was no. just an instant that that grapefruit hit that milk. It just went into like globules of Curdled. like, oh, fucking yeah. rank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is it, like number three? Uh, I think so, mate, yeah. Um, oh, I can't think what it's called. Oh, oh, God. Describe it to me. Um, them bloody green things that like make your wee smell. Um, asparagus. Asparagus. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like it? Nah. That's lovely asparagus. Nah. It's nice. nah. It's nice. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it turned up like uh, when I was away. We, like I say, we, we went to vegan restaurants both nights, and, and I had some amazing food. But one of them come up with like three sticks of asparagus, and <laughs> it's one of them ones that I consistently try. Mm. Because people are like, oh, it's lovely. And I'm like, <laughs> and I just think, oh, it's really not. It's really not. And people talk about it like it's some little fucking magic wand of a vegetable. And it's really fucking not. It's just It like, looks like it's from outer space. It's like a strange looking thing. I, I just think it looks like, I was about to say, it just looks like something that grows out the floor. (laughs) 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 Accurate. Um, A goblin's penis. Yeah, I just just don't like it. I really don't like it. And I've tried a fair few times. And and I I don't want to sound like I'm a fucking baller because I'm really not. But I've also eaten that in like a really, really posh restaurant. Mm. And it still didn't do anything for me. Whilst everybody I was sitting with was like, oh my God, this is fucking amazing. Mm. Don't you oh, want yours? Lovely. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. So there, there's things like that that um, are a compliment uh, on, on on a plate, but um, that yeah, when that one turns up, oh, I just think, oh fucking hell, can't I just have beans? Like, <laughs> but, 
But uh, yeah, so asparagus, mate. I did feel bougie as fuck. I remember an ex making me like, he got me into it and she'd do like tuna steaks with asparagus. And I was like, this is living. I'm an adult now. I was like 27 at the time. Yeah. That, that's... <laughs> and I still thought that was healthy. Like kids these days must hopefully be eating a lot better than what we did when we were younger. Well, certainly me. I was thinking, yeah, this is living. Is it your number two? Yeah. So I've got three parts to number two, but it's all in the it's all in the realms of uh, kebabs. Oh, okay. The wonderful Hannibal. So what I'll say is, my highs of kebabs are highs. Like I think some of my favourite meals ever have been kebabs. <laughs> it's a fact. Yeah. It's a fact. It, like like you know like eating a kebab with my mate Mark. He makes sex noises as he's eating his kebab, and it's a bit uncomfortable. But when he bites into a kebab, he, he sort of like goes, mm. and it's kind of a bit like, stop doing it. But also, I get, I understand, what, I understand what you're doing because a good kebab, like after a night out, is just like, oh wow, like a lamb shish kebab used to be with with garlic sauce and hot sauce. It used to be incredible. And back in Birmingham, they used to do chicken tikka kebabs in naan bread, and they were just, they were incredibly good. But the sort of places you get kebabs are not really known for their hygiene standards, are they? That's that's the that's the that's the problem. Wild generalisation there, Glasson. Listen, the worst the worst shop kebab shop I've ever been to is the one outside Langdon Station. Oh, name and shame. Um, <laughs> so uh, they need to look be. at you, you fucking. Move down to Margate with your fucking hipster collective eating asparagus and look at your fucking pouring fucking hate uh, all over listen, the fucking your home turf and the fucking love, the place that grease, kept you in food. I love a greasy spoon cafe. I don't mind, you know, like, you know, sort of like salt of the earth uh, places at all. I love mm. it, in fact. Um, but the one outside Lane and Station, what I had a chicken kebab in there once, right? And, I, and, and as I was walking home... Sorry, in there. No, no, sorry. Yeah, I ordered it as I was walking home because uh, it was chicken, ch- you know, chicken off the leg. Yeah. Of the, you know, you've got to go sheesh really these days if you want any sort of like, you know, degree of control over what you're eating. Because the leg stuff, God knows what's in it. But some of that chicken was grey. It was grey, bruv. And I, and I was halfway through it when I really noticed. So I was going, I don't know. It don't even really taste like chicken what I'm eating. And I looked at it and I was like, you know what? I've got quite a strong stomach, but I even think this might be a bad idea to finish it. So I stopped, and even still, for the next two days, I was I was so poorly. And what's worse is a year later, I found myself in a situation outside that kebab house, and I went, "I'll get another one." <laughs> <laughs> and I had one mouthful of it. I had one mouthful of it, and I was like, "What am I doing?" It was so bad. It was so so foul. And um, oh, so that's joke. part one. The other one is when I was in Germany for Oktoberfest, it was like 12 hour drinking sessions every day. And at the end of the day, like on the way back to our hotel, we'd walk past this kebab shop and it was, it didn't look like, you know, the sort of your textbook kebab shop. It was so beautifully presented this place. And we'd always have a kebab and we would literally all be talking about how amazing these kebabs were on the way back. And that it is easily the best kebabs of our lives. And then the next morning, on the last morning, on the way back to the uh, Oktoberfest, we went for breakfast because we were normally having like a sausage McMuffin for breakfast. Should we just have a kebab? Because they are just so delicious. Let's just have one now. Uh, you know, throwing all rules out the window. It was, it was a weekend of absolute, you know, debauchery and madness. So we all bought a kebab, and like even by like the third mouthful, Se- sex we noises all... then. No, we were looking at each other going, I really can't understand how this can taste so different. (laughs) Like, what is it? Is it the sunlight? Is it sunlight? It needs to be dark when you eat a kebab for it to be delicious. Do you need to have drunk like five, six steins for it to taste this good? Yes. But it first thing in the morning, mate, it was like no one finished their kebabs. We we really tried and it was just like... That's got to go in the bin. And I guess the last thing that really made me stop eating like any kebab that wasn't like a sheesh was wait, like waking up. I, I remember one day waking up in my flat and the kebab, the half-eaten kebab was lying next to me. 
like cold done me and I was just and the smell was just so horrendous and I was just like I Pop think that's that. Oh, right. <laughs> no, I was like I think I've written, I think this is this this is there's no more of this happening and I yeah pretty much I think I've had one doner kebab since that in about yeah. like five or six probably like ten years. There's a time um, and a place for them. Yeah, it's it's like. It is like firing that fucking last shot at the Death Star. You've got to get it right. And like, <laughs> when, when you've had the right amount of booze and you are just fucking starving on the way home, sometimes oh, a donna can just deliver. It really, I can. really can. But waking up the next morning, even if you've like, for me, it's like one of them things that like, I can't just put it in the bin in the house. I've got no, to literally, if I go in, it's got to get out the ass because I have enough enough anxiety and and enough shit to deal with just waking up still feeling it for a 360 degree circumference around the outside of my mouth <laughs> just feeling that kind of grease that's stuck in there oh rotten yeah but yeah. glorious yeah um number two my number two. Sure number two mate um i'm gonna go for uh tomatoes <clears throat> um and uh one of the things that i tried for the first time um yesterday uh, was a sun-dried tomato, uh, and I did enjoy it. What? Um, what the hell? Yeah. How can that be the first time you've tried? I guess if you don't like tomatoes, I guess. Yeah. So, um, waking up in the hotel, go for breakfast, and obviously there's a, 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 a an ing- a, you know a fried breakfast presented to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, the tomato is just one where they cut them in half and just stick them on like grilled. The, the grilled. Which I can then just put on the little plate where my toast was, uh, or yeah. give it to someone that really wants <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but if I ever go there and someone's put that fucking plum tomato shit on my plate, oh, I love it. Oh, the thought of that stuff just getting everywhere. Oh, it's great. Oh. You have that mixing in with your bread and your egg yolk. You're just doing this oh. to fucking wind me up. No, it's delicious. Like bit of pepper on it. Oh, nah. Mate, it's just, do you know what, right? I'm not suggesting it's my kryptonite. Vinegar's my kryptonite. Mm. But, again, I think, like, if I'm ever... It's quite acidic though, isn't it? It is quite I don't know. I won't ever, I've never put one of them plum things anywhere near my mouth. Um, again, <laughs> another thing is, like, um, tomato juice. Why would you drink that? Oh, it's lovely, tomato juice. Oh, really nice. V8. V8 is quite a nice little juice. Oh. And a Bloody Mary. Right, like, so I was going, that's where I'm going Mary. with it. That's where I'm going with it. It's like, I have been hungover a lot. And <laughs> the last thing I would ever want is tomato juice. The oh, it's banging, th- mate. Bit of Worcester Schultz. I, I literally, literally, not that long ago, I had one. Rotten. And um and add a, it had a bit of uh, mustard in it. And um, oh, it was really good. Vodka. Oh, it was banging. No, it's not Spicy for me. Spicy goodness, yeah. Not for me, mate. Uh, yeah, I just think they're just weird. All right, uh, so what about, what about then bolognese? Right, so th- this is where I was going with it. Because when I mentioned this to the fam, they were like... Because I said, like, there's not really many meals that I've ever just gone, oh, no, that was disgusting. Mm. Um, but the only meal that is quite a regular dish in our house mm. that... I just think, oh no, is spaghetti bolognese because yeah. I don't like, I don't like tomatoey pasta. I don't like anything uh, that's no. kind of driven by uh, tomatoes. It's just, it's just not for me. You'd hate what me and Molly's one of our specials. It started when I lived at um, Mercer's Mansion and we used to have uh, spicy prawn Tuesdays, and um, that would be like a red red pasta. And and me and Molly continued that tradition. And we do this tomato spicy prawn pasta. Well, we used to. Obviously, we can't now. Uh, since well, being with Molly's mum, we, we certainly don't do it. And But back when we were in Deptford, we would have like spicy prawn Tuesdays or Mondays. And But we would add seven different tomatoes in that. So you'd have like cherry tomatoes, sun-dried tomatoes, um, tin tomatoes, tomato paste. Oh, maybe it's five. Maybe it was five tomatoes. And it was oh my god! And then you get the right amount of chili in there, and and put it in, and put lime on the prawns and stuff like that, and, and and sort of cook them off first, give them a bit of a char in. Oh mate, it's fucking heaven! But I imagine for you, sounds more like hell. Yeah, that that would be if that got put in front of me in a restaurant. Just push it off the table. Yeah, I'd literally just mm. launch it up the wall. 
flip the <laughs> fl- flip the table and just walk out. I'll probably leave my, I'll probably leave them a little tip as I walk out and then give them like five stars on Trip Advisor. Come back the next day of anxiety and apologise. Yeah, well, it's the right way to do it, mate. The yeah. only way to do it. Yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, number one. My number one. So this was a meal I had when I went uh, skiing when I was fourteen, and um, the the food there. I guess obviously when you're younger, your palate's a bit more restricted, isn't it? And and I think also it's funny when you when you're abroad, like it's simple, like even the produce and all that, it tastes it can taste slightly different. The the oils that they cook things in, everything like that. I think when you're younger, your palate is a little bit you're less willing to sometimes adapt and try. And I know like pretty much every meal time we were having a bad time of eating. And me and my mate who I shared a room with, like we were just like this is fucking disgusting. I can't eat this. And like the teachers would come round and like I think I don't think they were interested in our nutrition i think they were interested in not embarrassing the hotel we were at because they were always like you've got you've got to eat that and i'd be like it's why it's it's it was disgusting it was really horrible and um and we sussed out that um we didn't know what these bags were in our room this is how fucking stupid you know you are as a a young lad but there was these little plastic see-through bags in the toilet in our room we're like why have they always got these little bags on a roll and obviously they were for sanitary dispensing uses. We didn't know that. And one day we went down there and uh, we we knew that we didn't want to eat the food. Like whatever it was going to be, it was probably going to be disgusting. So we took some of these bags down with us, a couple each. And when the food came out, it was veal. And um, <coughs> we both tried it and both was like, that's the fucking worst thing that we've had so far, right? I've not eaten veal since that point and probably... Even like for the last ten years, I wouldn't have eaten it because I heard about how they sort yeah. of you know what they do with veal. It's a, it's like a, it's a bit you know it's, it's quite tragic how they uh, and if you want to look at the look up how how veal's made, folks, if you you want any encouragement to stop eating it. And um, but we didn't know that at the time. We just thought this t- tastes disgusting, and maybe that was because of our immature palates or whatever. But me and Paul decided to just siphon this veal and gravy off into these sanitary towel bags and uh, we filled up these two like we had two bags each filled them up had them in our pockets we were like zipped up no no, there was no spillage we thought oh we've aced this and then when we got back to our rooms we were like what are we going to do with it and I guess what would have been smarter would have been to think flush it down the toilet yeah of course but we didn't like we 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 were doing this. This is so dangerous, right? But it, on like in these like villas in Spain, in uh, uh, where was we? Italy. It was like a six. It was a six-story massive chalet. Like I, I'm telling you, this place was big. It must have had a hundred rooms, right, in the chalet. And we were in one of the top rooms, and we were climbing out of our window of a night time on a roof in, in these places where the roof was like honestly, it was it was probably like four foot deep of snow everywhere in this place in Italy. And so was the roof. But, I mean, that could have, like, that could have slid off the roof. We'd have died. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and what we were doing overnight, like, we'd crawl around and then pick icicles off where the where the bell was at the top of this, this, this church building. I, I don't know if it was a converted chapel or whatever, but I don't think it was, but there was a bell there. And um, I think that's crazy. But this one night, we were, we had these veal bags so we just started lobbing them off the fucking roof. And then the next day, we went down to get go out. And there was like, people were like, what's that? And it was just like Bill on a car, frozen. <laughs> In a sanitary we like we were like, no one, no one hears about this fucking story because someone's going to shop us in. So we just like kept it to ourselves, but yeah, yeah. that was the disgusting <clears throat> bill story. Yeah, horrible. A week of gross food. Uh, what's your number one, mate? Um, I went to a restaurant called. I'm, I'm trying to say this right. Apollegio. Uh, Apollegio. Apollegio. Uh, yeah, I, there's. there's <clears throat> I think there's one in London, isn't there? I've King's, been. I've been King's to, Cross. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, was it King's Cross? No, Euston. Houston. Does it look like a bit like <clears throat> almost at the front of it? It looks more like a cafe than it does a restaurant. No, it looks like some back. kind of like antique shop or something like that. Oh, mad no, fucking one, place. Yeah. Right. Uh, so um, we'd gone out with Big Papa Jay um, mm. and Antonia, 
and it was my birthday and we'd gone to Sushi Samba mm. for lunch, uh, which is a real treat. It's a very lovely restaurant. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and uh, and we'd had some delicious food and, mm. uh, and then had too much to drink. Then went to the Oasis exhibition where you can have your photo taken on the cover of Definitely Maybe, which looks really fucking cool. And it was like, right, at that point, had too much to drink, gone to the pub, had some more to drink. And it's like, right, well, you know, we spent a lot of money on this very expensive lunch, you know, birthday treat. So anyway, let, let's go home. No, let's not. Let's let's go out for dinner. Um, So we went to this restaurant and it was quite bananas. Um, so I'm going to say I a lot of things that most people probably haven't eaten in there. Mm. Uh, some was quite nice, some wasn't. So I'll give you a, a rough breakdown. So uh, I had I had a witchy grub. Um, I oh. had um, uh, like locusts. I had yeah. um, mealworms. Uh, I had. What was the animal? It was fucking bizarre. It was like literally shit, like fucking badger spleen and things like that. Oh. It, it, I mean, it wasn't, but it was something like that. Um, I can't remember what everyone else ate, but everybody <coughs> chose different stuff. However, the one thing that I just couldn't finish, um, because back when, you know, I, I, I would eat meat all the time, like I was up for, I mean, you've seen me, put fucking yeah. stuff off the floor in my mouth like so yeah, yeah, sure. um I, you know I, i'm always up for uh trying something uh and i just looked at the 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 and i just thought right i'm I'm gonna have python uh and <laughs> and i just thought well you know why not it's, it's an opportunity that i'm never gonna have again let's eat some python um and so all i can explain how it was it come up like um no, like when you buy like um, uh, um, like sort of like sliced meats, like like sort of liver sausage and that in like a little pack, and there's like yeah. six little circles of it that you put in a yeah. sandwich for your kids' pack lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that, uh, yeah. but it was white uh, and it was cold, uh, and it was the oh. toughest thing I've ever put in my mouth. Uh, and I remember like chewing on this snake oh. uh, for a long while, um, and I just could not finish it. And like oh. literally, one bit of that I was like, I, I can't eat that. That's like that's un, that's really unpleasant. I mean, mad experience of a place to go to, but yeah, no one needs to be eating a snake. You know, you gotta have keep. You, you know, I like. I used to like trying all the different sort of meats, like wild boar. I remember having that in Vietnam, and it was mm. cooked off on 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 roof tiles. Weirdly, hot roof tiles. Mm. You have slices of it and cook it off a hot one of them, and it was delicious. But for every like every now and then, you'll try something like that, and it will just back. That does sound gross. I've got no need or business eating that. Nah, nah. It the was the worst thing like that I tried was we went for dim sum, and um and I loved dim yeah I loved dim sum um but. One of them was like, I think it was tripe. It was the inside of a like a goat's stomach or something like that, and that was chewy and it tastes like awful, but not in a good like in any sense a good way. It was way really way too awfully, and I just my stomach turned as I was chewing that. I was like, mate, I'm not going to get through more than this mouthful, and I didn't. But yeah, python pass pass on the python, mate. Right, I'm gonna just try and uh, find this rest. Uh, try and tell you exactly what else uh, I ate there um, because it was it was surreal um, oh, I, don't know I, I mean I've never had I don't want to try like like that I'm a celebrity I could do all the challenges but the eating one I tell you I'd, I think I'd struggle with the, the level of gro- grossness that they eat see stuff like that I, I, I've always said to like the, the kids and that it's like I could walk through that that does not bother me like i can mm. just get that down my neck like mm. uh piece of piss uh oh, it was it was cow stomach i had not goat stomach i'm looking at the pictures now i'm like no that's just not fucking the one uh restaurant uh <laughs> i think you might get something else come up yeah that's probably true for, uh, for hen parties 
yeah, I don't know if I can find it. But, yeah, I, there was just so many bizarre things on that menu. Uh, and then, at the, at the end, it was it was, um, it was was my birthday. And they just, this woman just went to me, do you want to see the doctor? And I went, <laughs> what? She went, do you want to see the doctor? And I was like, yeah, all right. And then this fella that looked like the bloke that flogged the mogwai in Gremlins comes out from the back <laughs> of this thing <laughs> with like this uh, like leather bag, like a, a proper like doctor's bag from like yeah. you know the olden times. Uh, and he's just in it. He's just got all of these like potions, and he pulled out this one that had like a snake in it, and uh, and he went to me, uh, "I hear you can't get hard," <laughs> and I went. <laughs> Uh, uh okay yep yep we'll go with that and uh and he went drink this it makes you hard and i went <laughs> all right and he then poured i've no idea what alcohol it was into this glass that had a snake in it uh and it was the most intense alcoholic drink i've ever had it was really? uh, it wasn't even like yeah, I don't, I don't know what it was, but it was just like almost like pure, pure fucking alcohol, and it yeah, messed me up. Did it? I think what we all want to know is, did it make you hard? It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing. The podcast.